Alrighty. The Sharks have a wild one <laughs> the night before American Thanksgiving. We'll break down this victory and more right now. This is Teal Town After Dark. Good evening, everyone. It is Wednesday night, November 24th, 2021. Probably more one of the more entertaining victories by the San Jose Sharks as they defeat the Ottawa Senators 6-3. to And we welcome you to this edition of Teal Town After Dark. This is your live interactive Sharks postgame. If you want to be part of the show, chat with us and fellow hockey fans on the page or the app. And of course, follow us on the social Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, Reddit, Discord, and find everything at tealtownusa.com. Hi, everyone. Alongside Ian Reed, I am Eric Kura. Ian, how are you, bud? I'm all right. Um, a lot better than I thought it was going to be uh, <laughs> on the show after the way that game started. That's like, for sure. One of those crazy ones. And, and, and it, was one of those slowly the first wave hits like nothing big but then you know two hours later we got crashing waves and crashing bodies all over the place uh uh i mean what what can you say right off the get-go with with this one i think i mean it's a good win like i think you never want to shit on a win but i think there's some things that are obviously pretty concerning coming out of it um from like just an overall perspective like i thought you know, again like you don't want to shit on a win like the sharks won i thought they earned the win tonight like i'm not trying to say that you know they didn't earn the win they definitely earned it they definitely deserved it um but there's definitely some things to be concerned about coming out of this one all right we'll touch on all those in a little bit but let's get at it uh you know this was the second game for ottawa since the team basically shut down due to the 10 players uh, in COVID protocol. Uh, and they had a loss. They pl played hard fought in that loss against Colorado. They came in guns ablazing and um, definitely have, I, I don't know, I think if they've been inspired by Brady Kachuk's play, uh, especially since he's taken over the sea, but, you know, 204 in uh, Austin Watson, which if I'm not mistaken, and correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't the guy wasn't he the guy who fought Brendan Dillon, that infamous mic'd up fight a few years ago? Um, but they Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was, yeah. Yeah, they dropped the gloves. Uh, you know, Middleton, I guess you could say a technical knockout. He got a good shot in early, but... Uh, oh, that, yeah, that, that right, he got in early. <laughs> I mean, oof. Uh, it, you know, it, it's funny that smile from Middleton, and we'll we'll give another reason why he he had a smile later on. But uh, you <laughs> love to see that that big old stash and the and the uh, the hill smile on on him, uh, and he definitely had a big old smile at seven sixteen when Matt Nieto, the Long Beach native, uh, gets his first of the year, and that was a nice shot going far side. Yeah. Um couple of really nice shots that beat Matt Murray tonight who hasn't played his best hockey in a long time but um you know Nieto's a guy who's like on Twitter you see 
he's you know he was starting to get a little bit of heat of like why is this guy you know regularly drawing into the lineup over some other players that you know people like better and i think that when you're starting to get questions like that and you know it's good to it's good to step up and 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 get a goal and you know kind of show why you're in the lineup because i think there's you know there's a lot of people that seem to be a little bit annoyed at that he was that you know that he constantly draws in um which i mean the bottom six hasn't been good but i don't know if i don't know i, I i'm not sure if there's any combination of bottom six players that i've really been super impressed with yet to be completely honest like i the bottom six has been pretty underwhelming this year yeah, I mean, Weatherby came out guns a blazing in his first game, but he's had his moments too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin saying, I'll admit, that was a pretty good shot by Nieto. Yeah, it was a great shot. That was a great shot to make it one nothing there. Uh, Brady Kachuk would take a roughing penalty on Mario Ferraro. That set up a Sharks power play. No luck there, but definitely some history there. Uh, going back to the last game, there was definitely like a stick swinging and stick pulling. Um, and that kind of eventually set the tone tonight for the night for Brady Kachuk. He was all over the score sheet on this one. Uh, and he would get an assist on Josh Norris's eighth at 13:38 to make it tied up at 1-1. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Josh Norris comes back to haunt him, haunt the, uh, the, the team that drafted him. Yeah, I, Josh Norris... Um... I think when you look at that play, defense kind of wandered. Like I, I, I think the one thing that the Sharks have really been guilty of a lot is the defense wanders a little too close to the line, and they're letting players get behind them, and then they're not reacting quick enough when the puck gets through them to the guy that no one seems to have a track on. Right? Like um, Carlson needs to track Norris better in that situation. He also needs to react a little bit quicker. Like I didn't think. Um, like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you this was like Eric Carlson's worst game or anything, but on that play, wasn't, not good. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't his best defensively for sure. Uh, yeah, I, I think. And, you know, just the, if it, you just got to be they just got to be a little more aware because they're letting, like I said, the, the defense seems to drift up towards the line in that situation more than they should. And, and they leave this gap behind them. And if they're not going to track the players sliding into those gaps, like, I mean, these things are going to keep happening. Yeah, and you can't let that happen uh, over again because you're going to get caught. Uh, I get that you want to, you know, move the play up and get move move up, up offensively, but uh, you got to be careful. You can't leave a guy, you know, right in front of your goaltender. Uh, so after 20 minutes, it was one one, uh, and then you know, less than a minute in, Tomas Hurdle with a n- nice shot, uh, nice mm-hmm. little nice little setup with Timo. Uh, to make it 2-1 uh, hurdle with the beauty of a shot that uh, I, I don't think Murray saw. No. You know. No, I don't think so either. It was, yeah, it was, I mean, it was weird, right? Because, like, it was, like, a good start, good finish, and then kind of just nothing in between really going for them. But, uh, yeah, it was a nice, nice, uh, nice shot by hurdle for sure. Yeah, and uh, then the Sharks would get into some, some, penalty trouble you know Middleton would slash Stutzla uh and then of course another uh, one of these unforced error penalties you know hella dudes on the pond 
That's for you, Shalina. Uh, or, you know, uh, this seems to be, you know, becoming a trend again with, uh, you know, too many men or puck over glass. Uh, that's the last, that's the last thing you need is, is taking some of those, those calls. Yeah. I, I'd really like to see like how many, too many men penalties like are called across the league and why do the sharks have more of them than anyone else (laughs) probably combined. Um, I think that'd be an interesting study. I, I don't, I, I, I don't know what you do. Like, I mean, it's, making a line change is, is hockey 101 i don't understand why the sharks <laughs> seem to have such a hard time with it i don't i don't get it like the the number of too many men penalties that get called against this team it's it's silly and it's it's needless like you said like it's unforced it's not something that you know um there's no good time to take a too many men penalty right like the, it's just it's just a dumb penalty that this team just seems to I feel like they take one every game. And I don't know what they're doing wrong, like but I wish they would sort it out because it's it's dumb. And you know, the Sharks tonight, I thought they did okay on the penalty kill, but like anytime they seem to have momentum, they they took a dumb penalty and the momentum swung the other way and the Sharks were lucky. And I think that's what like when you say when I said earlier about, you know, things to be concerned about going forward, right? Like this Ottawa team isn't very good. They're just getting back on the ice after a, a, a decent layoff. So, you know, do you, if, if you can get momentum swings like this against them, like what's going to happen when you play the Maple Leafs next? Yeah. Uh, right. And, and great. A team that has, top tier offensive talent that's clicking right now yeah and they've turned it around and we'll get to uh, uh what they did tonight in la in a, in a little bit but yeah i mean you this is one of those games where and i'm sensing this from you where it's like yeah they got the victory but you still are making some of these unforced errors that keep you know coming back into your game and it's gonna bite you in the butt soon yeah like i i, I think like, again, you don't want to shit on a win, but are you going to get away with a game? Like, are you going to get away with games like this against better teams? No. Like, you're just not going to come out on the, you're not going to come out on the right side of this if you have games like this against, like, a team like Toronto coming up or a Vegas or, uh, you know, teams of the upper echelon of the league. Like, yeah, the Senators, they're still the lowly Senators. So you can you can play a game like this and you can come out with the win. And and again, they I thought that by the time they ended the game, I thought they they played better towards the end and I thought they earned the win. But I don't know if you pull this against a team that's significantly better if the game is still in reach by the time you turn on the the engine in the third period after letting it kind of just idle for two. (laughs) You're not wrong. You are not wrong at all, my friend. Um you gotta be better and you you played i mean you played fault i mean let's let's be honest played practically terrific hockey against one of the best teams in the east in carolina played Mm -hmm. fairly well against toronto last month beginning of the season you know you gotta be careful with with what yeah with that toronto team that they faced at the beginning of the season was down and out yeah exactly like they were they were on quite the skid. They're 
nowhere near the team. Like now they're clicking on all cylinders. So I don't know if you can get away with a game like this against them. Yeah. Yeah. But moving onward, uh, things would start getting a little dicey later in the game. I mean, you get some questionable calls where, you know, I, I wasn't a fan of that, you know, Formentin slash. I mean, yes, he just swung his stick around and set up a Sharks power play, which gets negated by Noah Gregor. Noah literally afterwards went, oh, God, why did I do that? Yeah, a lot of that tonight, right? Mm -hmm. Like a lot of, you know, oh, great power play, and then immediately negating their own power play tonight. Right. And that eventually led to Ottawa striking twice uh, within, you know, <laughs> a couple of minutes. You, they get Brady Kachuk, you know, from Shabbat and Zub to make it, you know, 2 2 of 1438, and then not even. A little more than a minute and a half later, Connor Brown makes, you know, Reimer is still looking for the puck. And before Reimer sees it, it's too, it's been the back of the net. And Ottawa seizes all that momentum and they're throwing their body around. Yeah, the, that third goal I didn't like. I think if you're James Reimer, that's probably the only goal that happened tonight that you probably want back. Right. Um, and that was just you know, failure to, that, that was, you know, partially on him because he didn't track the puck uh, as well as you'd want him to. And, you know, he's looking one way, the puck's going another, and it goes in the back of the net. Like, it wasn't a good goal. But I thought other than that, like, I thought James Reimer was 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 good tonight. I, you know, I feel like every time James Reimer's in net, they he gives them a chance to win. Um, and that's all you can really ask for from your goaltender. Um yeah, again, I, I didn't like that third goal, but other than that, I thought, you know, James Reimer had a had a good game. Yeah, I mean, and the Sharks are giving him, you know, we talk about baseball having run support as a pitcher. Mm -hmm. The Sharks are definitely giving him goal support uh, as a netminder because I, I think they've been playing very well with him and that you don't need to outscore your opponents uh, like crazy, like other goaltenders that used to be here <laughs> yeah I, I and again it's just it's the thing that i like the most about james reimer even over over aiden hill to this point is just how calm he is in the net right like and i said this before like with james reimer there's no wasted movement you know he's very he doesn't he's not very you're, you're never you're not going to confuse James Reimer with like a more acrobatic goaltender because he's not that he's just you know he's very very reserved in his movements you know square to the shooter and he, he usually does really well I mean that again he lost track of the puck on that play where Connor Brown scores and that's that's gonna happen like you don't right. like it but it's talky <laughs> this this stuff happens um but yeah no I think the way he's such a calming force back there because I think when when the goalie plays the way he does it's a lot easier to keep keep calm as a defenseman whereas if you have a goalie who's a lot more active and maybe moves more than he probably needs to but still makes the save like you're probably gonna stress out your defenseman more because you're like oh crap you know like we're letting in these these great a opportunities whereas james reimer makes everything look easy right and you want to have that in the sense that you know it doesn't have to be like making basket catches you know, Willie Mays style, if you've ever seen the movie Major League. But 
kind of, you know, have that confidence that, okay, he's got our back. We're not going to go overboard. Can I, can I ask something quick? Just cause I saw some, so cause I saw Bozosaurus uh, mentioning Chris Tierney in the, ch- in the chat. Yes. What was the couture tyranny comparison on the broadcast because i wasn't i didn't have the like what was that i I don't know yes our first line center is better than your third like okay like we know like what was that yeah it's it's one of those like it literally your head scratching like okay who came up with that um yeah like what what like what's the talking point there like like look at i like chris tyranny but like why are we comparing him to Logan Couture like he's a, you know, like he was this miscast first line center that we just had on our third line? Like, I just, I don't understand. I think that's probably what it was, is that Tierney's, you know, one of their top six and he's one of their top centers. Yeah, uh, and, and, I mean, to to use a comparison from 2014 to 18 is a little bit of a stretch, um, but, you know... They're they're trying to give out information and I'm and I was like okay that's a bad comparison. I, I I'm assuming one C like, versus one C. What what are what like what's next? Uh, this is Connor McDavid and this is uh, Jasper Weatherby and uh, as you can see <laughs> Connor McDavid is a significantly better player. Like yeah we know. Like I don't know. It is what it is. All right. I, I, I don't know. I, I just had to ask because I thought, like, it, what it, is this comparison? I, I was looking. I was like, really? We're, we're comparing that? Yikes. I, I hate for when that when that screen capture like, happens, it gets on Twitter. Like, you know, this is Eric Carlson, and this is Thomas Shabbat, or this is Brent Burns, and this is Thomas Shabbat. Right. Like, this is Logan Couture, and this is Chris Tierney. Yeah, okay. I don't know. It's just awkward. It was one of the weirdest compare like comparisons that like like, and the fact that they could you know they talked a, a good couple's you know minute minute and a half about it. I'm like, well, I mean, kudos to you because I don't know if I could do that with a straight face. Uh, <laughs> I I think there, I think there's a lot of uh, you know, uh, and, and you know, Bozo sort of saying doesn't Tierney kind of resembles McDavid? Well. Not in in that form, I guess. But uh, you know, and Felix saying perhaps informing the uninformed, you know. Yeah, I guess. I just I, like I it was just a weird. It was such a weird comparison to make. Yeah. All right, carry but, on. But but no, you 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 bring a good point because it's one of those ones. Is like, okay, you when we dig deep for some of these stats. All right, I gotcha. And Uncle Darren Stevens, you know, at Shark Stats on Twitter. I mean, it, there are some stats that that he finds out that it's just like, you know, where did that come from? Yeah. So, uh, so. yeah, it was just, it was such a weird, like, just like, what are we, what are we even doing here? But I mean, if you got to fill time, you got to fill time. Yeah. I think that's what it was. So Ottawa segment. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so sends with the three, two lead, the sharks get a, get a power play late in the period. Thanks to, uh, uh, another sends penalty, which I believe was on, was it on Brady Kachuk? Uh, yes, I think he took four penalties in this game. Uh, this one was a high-sticking one on Matt Nieto. Nieto mm-hmm. looked pissed. He's like, what the f- you doing, man? Yeah, well, Brady Kachuk, I mean, he's he's a guy that's, he he's the guy, like, because not only is he a super pest, but he's also, like, super good. Right. So he he's a guy, you know, he's one of those guys where, 
he's going to drive you crazy, but he's going to drive you crazy because he's always on the ice. He's not like a, you know, he's not a Ryan Reeves who's, you know, going to play eight minutes a night, but he will drive you crazy. Like this guy's going to play 15 minutes a night and he's going to drive you crazy the whole time he's on. Like, and if, you know, and if you start chasing him around, he's going to put the puck in the net. And it's infectious. And yeah, I mean, you know, I thought, uh, I, the one thing I'll say about the Senators team is they are scrappy, super scrappy. Like, you know, I don't think things are going as well as they want. They would want them to in Ottawa this year, obviously, um, after um, they said, you know, rebuilds over mission accomplished. We're, we're going to go now. But I mean, I, I think that if and I'm obviously not a Senators fan, but like, obvious, I, I think if I was a Senators fan, like at least I'd probably appreciate the scrappiness of this team. Obviously you need them to start winning games and start winning significant games. But, um, I, I can't like compared to, to how just dreadfully awful this team was for so long. Like there's, there's a lot there to like. And when the pieces yep. start finally clicking, I think, I, I think San fans are going to be in for, for a treat once everything kind of starts clicking. And I, I, I admire the scrappiness of them. Absolutely. I think that, I mean, to me, I definitely had some playoff intensity in them uh, and definitely playing playoff style hockey, throwing the mm-hmm. weight around, making you feel the pain and everything, uh, you know, and, and, you know, like AJ saying in the chat, the sins are about a season away from being scary. I don't know. It's hard because that division is still they've got so they've got teams that they have to beat in that division, right? That's the problem. I mean, right. there's that that division. It's it's the haves and haves not, but man, the haves have. <laughs> like you have Tampa, you have Florida, you have Toronto, and then you know a, a and then you still have Boston probably in that picture too, right? right? Like, like they're I I think they're going to be good, but like, are they going to start dominating all those teams? I don't know. They got a ways to go. Yeah, I mean, Laurel's saying scary, scary, or scary, scary. I think, I mean, they're going to be better. I just think that they're they're going to have to, being a little bit better isn't going to be good enough, right? Like, they're going to have to be able to hang with the Tampas and Floridas and Torontos, and um, and that's that'll be it, but. Right. And the Bostons. Yeah, and, and, and but, like, they're. They're on their way. They are. They're on their way for sure. To to steal one of Jerk's things, we're not there yet. The Ottawa Senators would say, but you know, they're like they've they're got getting there. they've got good players. I mean, the only thing is that you know, um, would they they probably want to do over on that Matt on that Matt Murray deal though? You're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. <laughs> Uh, so the Sharks get a power play and Nick Benino finally gets off the schneid with a nice one-timer setup, uh, you know, to, uh, get this game tied up at three, three before the, uh, before they go into the locker room for, uh, intermission from Meyer and Couture. That has to be such a weight off of him. And, and oh, you just, could tell, you could see it. And, and, I mean, he looked like he escaped from Shawshank. <laughs> You know, and, and one of the comments coming already out of the locker room, uh, nice to score in your 700th game. Benino smiling. Would have been nice if it been my 685th. <laughs> you know, uh, Boogner was saying, you know, it was like a cup winner about the revenge reaction to Benino's goal. 
uh you know and it's it's nice to see that these all these guys are making you know giving each other kudos you know uh that was one of the happiest goal piles i've been in i felt like you could finally exhale uh, in in that one and so you kind of you kind of see where this team is at where yeah we're working together you know and bugner says after the game that's a good room in there they're family yeah yeah i mean that you can tell like there's there's definitely a cohesion on this team this year um you know i think and it's a testament to that because again like this team like ottawa's a scrappy team and ottawa hit them every chance they got but they stuck together you know there wasn't it wasn't like, you know, a couple of guys were trying to answer the bell for the rest of the team. Whereas that's what we would have saw last year. We saw Ottawa laying laying hits on everybody and then a couple of guys trying to rectify it while the rest stood there hoping that they didn't get hit next. My, my question to you is this. Is the memo out on the Sharks saying hit these guys a bit? Because they've they've taken a lot of hits since the Calgary game, uh, i.e. Uh, just ask Alexander Barabanov. But overall, these guys are taking, are absorbing some hits here. Uh, they'll give them back, but yeah. I, I don't think it's, you know, well, I think, I think when you have as many inexperienced guys in the lineup as the Sharks do, you do want to hit them. You want to pressure them. You want to pressure them to making mistakes. I think, you know, I think that's probably the game plan going in because you have a lot of guys that don't have a lot of NHL experience in this lineup. So, yeah, of course I want to hit them. I want to fluster them. I want them to I want them to make mistakes so that they, you know, turn over the puck and we can go the other way. Like, yeah, that, I think that's definitely a part of the game plan uh, against the Sharks is you want to pressure some of these players that don't have, you know, the experience of a Cogliano, of a Benino, of a Couture you know, and you want to see if they'll bend or break. Absolutely. And they didn't break because in the third period, while Brady Kachuk would take another slashing penalty, while, uh, you know, Austin Watson boarded uh, Mark Edward Vlasic. I mean, Timo Meyer got cross-checked in the mouth. That didn't go any further. But they didn't do anything on those, but... You know, 11-18, Timo Meyer gets open, gives the Sharks a lead, 4-3. That'll turn out to be the game-winning goal. Balsers and Vlasic get the assists on that one. Um, I think just finding the open slot uh, from yeah, that one. Uh, I mean, Timo Meyer has been fantastic this year. Um, and I think, you know, a player who a lot of people were really down on last year, and I was definitely, you know, I, I was cautiously down on him. I didn't think we should put him in a box and send him out of town as quickly as humanly possible. But, you know, he definitely didn't play his best hockey last year. Um, and he's been really, really good this year, which is, which is what you want. I mean, he's a guy who is a young piece that's going to be here for the long haul, probably. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like he's not the way this team's built. Like they're not, they're never going to strip it down to the bolts and rebuild. They so say they can't afford like, to. Well, I mean, they can't afford to, they say. But I mean, you know, um, what are they what do they think it's gonna do? Like the 
we both saw the arena tonight. Do you, do you really think if they said rebuild out loud that that number would drop any more than it already has? Mm-hmm. I don't. Because hockey fans aren't stupid. Just because you don't say it out loud doesn't mean they're going to be like, oh, man, we're, we're a cup team. Like, fans know the score. Like, they're not stupid. And I think that's the most frustrating thing about this management group is they treat the fans like they're stupid. Like, oh, you know, we don't say rebuild out loud. We can't, we can't say rebuild. People will stop coming. Like, People have stopped coming. Yeah. You know, and and like AJ saying, great comeback win. It's a shame. It's the second worst attended uh, in SAP center history that was there to attend, uh, to witness. It's not only the second worst attended game uh, at SAP center. It's the second worst attended game in in Sharks history at a, for a home game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it sucks, man. I, I You know what? Like... It sucks because like that, and that's, it's, it's hard. Sometimes it's hard watching these games, man, because it's like that, like that arena used to just rock. Oh yeah. And now it's just so dead. And then when it's, when things are going badly, it's, it's worse, right? Like even when things are going good, it's not the atmosphere that anyone's used to watching on TV. No, uh, it's. You know, I, I saw some people on Twitter saying, you know, did the the volume at the arena get loud or is it just because of the lack of people in it? And I, honestly, I think it's the lack of people in it because. Yeah. E- oh, yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, when you have 7,500 less fans in the building, it's going to make a difference. It's going to make it quiet. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and let alone, you know, the maybe couple hundred that they have right now for the Barracuda. You know, it's it's tough, um, but this team is competitive. They need to have that competitive edge to keep going. Excuse yeah, me. I don't know if I, are they though. Like, is this team competitive? How are they a playoff team? Competitive to pl- compete for a playoff spot. They're not a cup contender. I'm not even sold. They're a playoff team though. Like, I think, don't get me wrong, like, I, I've, I've admired their tenacity this year in comparison to previous years. But in the grand scheme, is that going to be enough? I'm not sold. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I... Like, I, you look, at, I, like I've, I've, I've said a lot of times this year, right? Like, it's, there hasn't been a show yet where I've come on here and just ripped into this team. But yet. <laughs> not yet. It'll happen. I mean, I mean, I mean they, let's be honest here. Well, they're they're due for a dead like they were. I mean, like a dead worse than the Colorado game. I mean, the Colorado game I think was just bad. Sure. But I think they yeah, that was bad. Had an excuse. But but that's what I mean. Like so. So it's like I like the way they're playing this year. But I, even even if I like the way they're playing, right? Like I think they're I think they're playing to the best of their ability. But is this team good enough? I don't, I don't know. Like I admire, I admire the way they play, and I admire yeah. the fact that they don't give up. And they, you know, there's only been a couple of games where I think you could come away with just absolute stink face about it. But I don't know if they're still good enough to hang. And that's, you know, and that and that is what it is. But I think when you know, if you're 
if you're you know in the Bay Area and you're looking to spend your sports dollars, where are you going to spend it? Right? You going to spend it on the maybe playoff team, or are you going to go watch the thirteen and two Warriors? Personally, people like winners. Yawn. Hmm. The Warriors win again. Yay! Will be. Oh, I'm just saying. Like people like like people like winners, right? Yeah. Like I'm not. I don't give a crap about about basketball. I don't give a crap about any other sport, to be completely honest. But you know, I'm not an idiot. At the same time, like people like watching winners. Yeah. Um. Grand Grand Vizier Twelve is saying question: Is there a stock up, stock down on any of the players' positions or coaching in this game? Uh, did, was there anybody that, that really caught your mind? Um, stock is up and whose stock is down? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, I mean, Timo Meyer's stock's got to be through the roof right now, right? Goal and two assists on the, on the night. Like, you know, great. Like through the, through the roof. Um, whose stock is falling? That's a good question. I mean, is there any pressure? I mean, I know there's probably some pressure on LeBanc. Benino got some pressure off with scoring tonight. Um, yeah. You know, we'll we'll throw in uh, Couture Kevin with an LeBanc's empty netter. a guy that I wonder if, I, I just wonder if Kevin LeBanc at this point, and I know this is going to piss some people off and it'll make others cheer. I just wonder, there is a big part of me that thinks Kevin LeBanc just needs a, a change of scenery. I just don't think it's going to work in San Jose. Like I just, and it's not even that I dislike Kevin LeBanc. I just don't think that he's he's put in a position to succeed enough. Like he's been on the third line all year. Like for the most part, he's been on the third line. Yeah. So I just think like Kevin LeBanc's a guy who I think, I just wonder if he would just do good with a change of scenery at this point. And I'm I'm not look look at. I'm pretty neutral on Kevin LeBanc. Like, he's not my least favorite player, but he's not my favorite player either. But I just feel like with what they're paying him, and that might be a tough thing to move, but, yeah, I don't know. I just wonder if it's time for a change of scenery for Kevin LeBanc. There's LeBanc, and looking in the chat right now, you know, Aiden Hill from Skyler, you know, every, <laughs> Aiden Hill stock yeah, down every Aiden time Hill's Reimer gets looks good. Be low. Um, I mean, again... Aiden Hill again, like not enough, not enough games. Like I'm not completely. I, I was never fully on the Aiden Hill bandwagon, but I'm not completely off it either. He's another guy who I think you know. I just I need to see more. Yeah. Like, yeah, James Reimer has definitely been the better goalie thus far. But um, like I don't know, like I don't think it's fair. Like Aiden Hill's obviously. You know, a lot of traumatized Sharks fans he's getting. He's he's starting to get the Martin Jones treatment a little bit, but like <laughs> Just I don't know with him yet. Yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, you've been so traumatized by what's happened with Martin Jones that and we'll get to Martin Jones in a little bit, don't you worry, folks. Um, that you see those those hints of Aiden Hill and it's like, oh boy. You hope that it's not coming to coming to that. Yeah, I don't think I, it's. I'm not there yet. Look at <laughs> it. Took Martin Jones a long time to become Martin Jones. Like maybe look at and look at this was this was a gamble, right? Like Aiden Hill came in without a huge body of work. The body of work he had was only okay. Right. Um, but I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not done with Aiden Hill yet. 
Um, I want to see, you know. It's still you know, early. After the season, I'll tell you where I'm on Aiden Hill. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Lacey saying Matt Nieto. That's why you trade him tomorrow while it's still up. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that, I mean, what I, I, she that's, said. that's a fair uh, one. Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah. Uh, but Dane, yeah, I think I think the the stock, like, yeah, for me, I think it's Kevin LeBanc. Yeah. Dean is with you on trading LeBanc uh, with that one. Uh, you know, uh, I just like I just think he's just I feel like he's just a guy who's just not going to succeed here at this point. Yeah. Like he just needs a change. Like sometimes a change of scenery does a world of good. And then he will, you know, he'll go somewhere else and completely light the world on fire. And, you know, and then we'll curse Doug Wilson some more, I guess. Uh, of course, Laurel saying if you get rid of the bank, who will serve the too much man penalties? Well, I mean, we saw tonight. Um, <laughs> Barabanov. Bonov's the new <laughs> like look at you, that's how that's how low Kevin LeBanc's stock is now is Kevin LeBanc's stock is so low that he can't even get sent to the penalty box for too many men on the ice penalty <laughs> that's how bad it's become that's how bad he's in the doghouse with Bob Buchner. Yeah, and Kevin's saying maybe Weatherby is down Buchner isn't playing as much and he's not playing with enough urgency and yeah he um yeah, I mean, a rookie mistake tonight. Like, you when you have a wide open puck like that, just poke at this. I don't care how your your stick is facing, poke it into the net. Like, don't try and dust it off there. Um, you know, rookie mistake, and that's fine. Uh, I think this was AJ saying it. Stock down. Burns <laughs> hasn't po- scored a point since everyone got back from COVID protocol. Yeah, I mean, a little bit. Yeah, I give that. Oh, and sorry, Sonatonic. I said too many men. Uh, it's it's the hella dudes penalty. Hella dudes penalty. Yeah, my, my bad. My bad. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, Nate, uh, SJ or Timmy. You know, this team could end up being like the Vancouver Canucks. Um, you know, uh, never accepting a rebuild and then having nothing to show for it. Yeah, look at. <laughs> I, I don't. You know, this is supposed to be a positive show. We won, but um, <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this this is a concern that I've had right with this. Uh, with this team, right? That they're just going to hold on for too long and then, you know, instead of doing whatever. But I don't know. Um, I'm going to screw up the chat here. So there's something else that was said that had to do um, something here. Scrolling up. Oh, and Dana, you know, saying she doesn't mind if the like, I'm with you. Like, if this team doesn't make the playoffs, like, I'm not going to be upset because I didn't, you know, you make the playoffs and get blown out in seven games. Like, no, that's not fun either, right? Um, I mean, I I think my expectations for this team aren't very high right now, right? So as long as they give me an entertaining game to watch, like, I'm going to be, for the most part, happy. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think that this is a big, you know, this is a Stanley Cup juggernaut team. Like, this team's going to be lucky to make the playoffs. If they make the playoffs, they're going to be lucky to get out of the first round. You're right. It's all anything they do. They actually accomplish the season. It's going to be gravy. But I, I like it I when think, my team wins, so I'll be happy. I think more than anything, I think it's progress. Yeah, from the last two seasons, uh, for sure. So uh, let's also give you know Couture had an empty net. He had a goal and assist. Jacob Middleton with his first NHL goal. I mean, a great shot from about 180 feet away to just nail that empty netter, though. You know, that that's not 
that that's not easy to get so huge ups to jake middleton uh yeah jake middleton jake middleton's a guy i mean like again i have all the respect in the world for jacob middleton because this is a guy who has persevered off hard work and i've said this a lot right like this is a guy who has been passed on the depth chart multiple times he was you know he was a guy that me and kevin uh, kevin lacy of course uh had pegged to be you know next man up next man up next man up and then he got passed on the depth chart and passed on the depth chart and passed on the depth chart but he didn't give up right like a lot of guys getting passed that many times on the depth chart you know they pack it in you know maybe they coast like this is a guy who probably probably was on his last deal with the sharks if he couldn't do anything this year yeah and yeah all the credit in the world for jake middleton man like he is he's just he's he's a hardworking guy. I couldn't be happier for him. You know, they don't ask how how they ask how many. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, no, Jake Middleton. I mean, kudos to him. I think he's done really well playing with Eric Carlson. Uh, you know, has he had Absolutely. some plays for sure? Yeah. Like, is is he you know, he he's a guy who I think I admire his hard work. I feel like I get nervous, though, because like the Sharks tend to overpay guys that play well with one of their marquee guys, like their marquee defensemen. And that makes me a little bit nervous because I still Regine think Jacob Middleton a guy <laughs> right you want to do we want a new riding shimmick no. no but you know can will i take a jacob middleton at you know somewhere around where he's currently playing? yeah of course yeah. uh kevin correcting me it's jake middleton i'm yes. sorry my apologies for for i guess in a way mispronouncing uh mr middleton's first name there so uh and kevin i was thinking that same thing right on the Thought there for that game against Nashville, Middleton scored from almost the same spot as Jay Leach's one and only NHL goal into an empty net. Jay Leach, former Shark, uh, now an assistant coach with the Seattle Kraken. Uh, so, uh, and uh, not gonna lie, there, <laughs> there's a funny story to uh, Jay Leach uh, involving me and uh, one of my buddies uh, that you know follow me on Twitter, and you can. Uh, We'll talk about that for sure. So, uh, so Sharks win six to three. You know, yep. uh, a solid win. Uh, like you said at the beginning of the program, yeah, the, it's a win, but they have some things they got to work on. They got there. There's definitely some things that they got away with here against an Ottawa team that they will not get away with against other teams and like other better teams. Uh, they won't get away with games like like this is this isn't a game where I think they should go into the locker room and pat themselves too hard on the back for you. Obviously, look at you're happy to get the win. But I think they you know, if they look themselves in the mirror, they know there's there's definitely work to be done. Yeah, they can't play the same style um, against Toronto on Friday night. Plain and simple. Yep. So. Uh, so with that, we'll move on to some of the quotes remaining here. Uh, Timo was saying Benina was was more exciting for me than when I scored. The guys are all excited. Same with Nieto and Middleton. Uh, Reimer gives us a lot of confidence. It's great playing in front of him. If you're Aiden Hill, that you're saying, "Ouch, aren't you?" <laughs> Probably a little. I mean, but you know, it's not. It's it's not. There's nothing not factual with that comment. Nope. Right. Like Reimer's been the better goalie between the two and it's not close. Yeah. 
uh, not close at all, unfortunately. Uh, let's see here. What was it? We lost up a lot of battles in the first period. We had a great response and a great third period. It's a great room right now, upbeat and a lot of energy. As an old guy, I'm trying to fit in. <laughs> Yeah, um, well, we'll see how that changes in five days. Yeah, exactly. That's going to be the key thing after after the Chicago game on Sunday. So um, to kind of probably quote what, what AJ's saying, yeah, 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 the Sharks won, but when do we ask Ian about Martin Jones? Oh, for fuck's sakes. Oh, boy, here we go. But all right, Ooh. let's let's get to the wraparound and recap oh, some of these scores. Painful. Uh, like like Matt, Mike Babcock said, there will be pain. There's yeah. going to be a lot of pain. There's going to be a lot of pain. Uh, uh, we should have this yeah. sponsored by, you know, Manscaped pretty soon. Uh, Bruins over to Sabres <laughs> 5-1, to one, but we're not the Steve Dangle podcast. You know, oh, I said Steve Dangles, which means I got to play the... Why not? Uh, sound effect there. Uh, Sabres lose 5-1 to one to Boston. Panthers win in overtime two to one over the flyers aaron ekblad with the game winning goal martin jones um ian would you care to say how many saves he had tonight uh, a bunch uh he did really good tonight he uh had a good bounce back game after some pretty rough he had a, he had a couple of really rough outings and i started to get a little cocky and now he um <laughs> for those that don't know uh Back uh, on a little show uh, called Teal Tinted Glasses that we do in the summer, I was getting the gears because I always get the gears with Martin Jones. Because if you ever wanted me to rant on this show, all you had to do is bring up Martin Jones and you could, it was always good for a rant. Right. So always people give me gears about Martin Jones about how he's, you know, he's going to go to the Flyers, he's going to be great. And I'm like, no. One, he's Martin Jones. Two, Flyers are a goalie effing graveyard. <laughs> they are. Like the two of these things should not work. So far, it's worked okay. Um, so what happened is I said if Martin Jones plays 20 games or more and finishes the season with a 915 save percentage, because 915, uh, for those that have not been here forever, is generally about league average. And I said for a long time that if the Sharks just got league average goaltending, they'd probably be okay, which Martin Jones never gave them. So I said if those two things happen plays over 20 games, 20 games or more rather, finishes with a save percentage above 915, I would shave my head and I would put it on YouTube for everyone to see <laughs> after all the grief that I've given Martin Jones. In hindsight, this was really dumb because if it doesn't, I mean, if he doesn't do it, all I get to do is keep my hair and I feel like I, I'm getting the short end of the right. stick here. Right. Um, so, yeah, so uh, not looking so good for me now because I believe that brings Martin Jones up to six games so far this season. Yes. And uh, current save percentage is uh, well over 9.15. So yes. he's currently 3-2-1 with a 2.67 goals against. Uh, who cares about the goals against? But his save percentage is currently at a 9.27. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I might be shaving my head in the fall or in the spring, rather. Yeah, so could happen. It could happen, folks. Oh, it's uh, on. It's on Twitter. Like, yeah. you, it's it's Twitter, literally never forget. It's literally the sh our pinned tweet. <laughs> of course, it I is. mean, it's literally our pinned tweet. So, uh, you know, yeah. I I mean, it's uh, <laughs> Martin Jones is just the bane of my existence. What can I say? Well, you he know, was when he was here, and now he's when he's gone. 
it, we'll we'll keep it that we'll, we'll keep living it. rent free in my head. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, moving on, Devils uh, beat the or I'm sorry, the Devils lose to the Wild three to two in a shootout. Uh, and damn right they should after sh- unveiling those ugly uniforms. Uh, never have a goal a goaltender uh, design a uniform ever again, please. Yeah, um, Felix asking, what does my wife think about this? Uh, my wife will be less than thrilled if I shave my head. Yes, uh, uh, it's it's not gonna go it's not gonna go over well in the in household. I you know, it's not gonna go well. It's it's gonna be very bad. Thankfully, my hair grows back really quick. Speaking of bad, let's talk about the Vancouver Canucks as they <laughs> lost four to one to to the yeah. uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. I mean, Demko's playing playing pretty well can all things considered but uh jt miller post game wasn't exactly uh you know can you can can you throw that on the show i can't unfortunately let me i can okay. grab my phone and play the audio if you want to play, just play the audio bit. yeah uh, do some more scores while i grab that if you're able to Or not? Oh, what am I supposed to be talking? Um, <laughs> uh, just go over some other the scores while I pull this. The out, best, but... the best, the best. I, I got to talk about Vancouver for a minute. I mean, Vancouver um, was a team that I was not high on coming into the year because of the just the sheer amount of overhaul on that team. Like I, they they changed so many players, and yet I'm like, I don't know if this makes them better. Um, I think yeah, I don't know. I don't know how Jim Benning still has a job. Uh, at this point, like because I know they're puppet calling for blood uh, in Vancouver, but man, yeah, what a mess! Oh yeah, uh, here's JT Miller after the game, uh, and this went this kind of went viral. I think when we get everybody to buy in, we're a really hard to team, play team to play against. Is everyone buying in right now? I don't. I, think I mean, yikes! Yeah. I yeah, mean, just uh, yeah, the, is everyone that, buying in like right now? I don't know. The facial expression, like yeah, yeah, it's just like, man, like it's uh, it's it's bad in, in Vancouver right now. Um, and I feel bad for I feel bad for Thatcher Demko for sure. Um, but like I just I don't know that team is. I mean that, that face is a mess. <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah, <laughs> that pretty much says it all. I mean, my gosh, um, yeah. And you feel bad because <laughs> what do you do? I mean, it's almost like I could totally see Jim Benning being like, okay, uh, Sharks, I'll trade you Evander Kane and Kevin mm-hmm. LeBanc, uh, and I'll send you Quinn Hughes and a first-round pick. How's well, that? that's the problem for them too, right? Is like if they want to make any moves, like GMs are just going to be – jerks to them and just be like yeah yeah well you know Elias Pettersson's having a really rough go you know we'll take him for pennies on the dollar right right like they're not coming to take your problems they're going to come try and take your good players that you probably want when you come out the other side of this thing right uh moving on word uh Cole Caulfield got off the schneid uh for Montreal but it wasn't enough as the Capitals doubled up on the Canadian 6-3 uh is Ovechkin still scoring is Ovechkin still scoring? Yes. Apparently, he's better than Gretzky now, even though he hasn't surpassed him yet. If yeah. you look at some, if you look at what's trending on Twitter right now, uh, the Blue Jackets shut out uh, the Jets three to nothing. 
Uh, Ooh. Connor Hellebuck kind of hella sucked in that one. So huh, we'll see what's going on there. The Blues yeah. lose to the Red Wings 4-2 to two in this one. Uh, Raymond gets his eighth goal of the season. Dylan Larkin his 10th as the Red Wings continue to kind of be like the Sharks, kind of like staying at like in that 500 limbo. It's like, yeah, kind of good. Respectable. But... I mean, considering what this team was last year, like I, again, like they, they're, they're a scrappy team. Right. Um, there's a lot to, there's a lot to respect there. Um, I think, uh, the golden Knights win five to two over the Nashville predators. Uh, Mark stone after his injury issues gets off the schneid himself with his first goal, of the season, Alex Petrangelo with a shorty in this one. Uh, the Ducks lose five to two over the Avalanche as uh, Cam Lacar gets his eighth. Thank you very much. I needed that for fantasy points. Uh, but uh, but the big one, Maple Leaf six, LA two. Well, that's what happened when you wear stupid helmets. You get stupid scores. <laughs> Well, what the hell? Well, then, what the hell's going on with with Vegas then and their gold chrome helmets? Well, I don't know. Yeah, but I, like, I just what is with this? Ah, oh, I just I don't like it. I just it makes me mad, and it shouldn't make me mad. It's just a helmet, but it makes me mad. I don't know why. I just like I don't want this to become like a trend across the league where oh, everyone has a... like a chromatic helmet. I, like, I'm. The, are the sharks in like a teal chromey helmet? I guess not because they've never really worn teal helmets. But, but hey, I think maybe it's time for a teal chrome helmet, and they're gonna up it one more thing. They're gonna put a fin on top of it. Might as well. I mean, come on. Um, since we're into the fashion part of the program, uh, <laughs> let's 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 take a look at um uh, at these beauties, huh? The uh, USA hockey jerseys, or well, they look like more soccer jerseys were unveiled today um you know uh i i'm, I miss the I'm old, not sure like i miss the for like team usa i don't know they always look like i mean i get i like some of them like because they kind of like they some of the more recent ones have had more of like a college hockey look and i i appreciate that right but i like the i like the one with like the flag flowing off the us i don't know i just always like that yeah and that's that's like, the tough part is that the um uh you know <laughs> they can't use that logo because that's their primary logo and i guess olympic rules say you can't use your federation logo as your logo so that's why you have this but i also want your thoughts on <sighs> Team Canada, because one of them really looks pretty close to a stealth jersey. Yeah, I. Okay, so I'm not I'm not a huge fan of these either. Like, I don't know. I. What the hell is that? Like, I don't like it. <laughs> I just I don't like either of them. To be completely honest, I don't like the the shoulders with like the color There's with like the that number lip right there. Yeah, I just like, I don't why? like it. I don't like the maple leaf either. Is that even a maple leaf? Yeah, it's supposed to be. Well, you know, could have fooled me. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't dig them. Whatever. I mean, it's. Uh, I miss the like I said. You like you said. It's like it's probably a stupid Olympic role, and I get that. But like, I don't know. Where's my? Do I have it? Yeah. I just. I like the other logo, man. Like I just. I don't know. 
Yeah, and people are you know, the, like Dana Meyerson saying, <laughs> show the Canadian turkey butt jersey now. <laughs> yeah, like, what is that? Awful. So, all right. Awful. And, and one more thing before we go. Mm-hmm. Rick Bonus. Have you heard about this story about Rick Bonus and Riley Tuft? No. Oh, Enlighten me. Okay, let me, let me fill you in this on this one. So uh, Riley Tuft was a call-up. Uh, in Minnesota, where he's from, um, and Bonus was basically saying, yeah, you're in the lineup, ready to go. He's going to be playing tonight. He gets a bunch of tickets. He basically uses all of his call-up money mm. to buy tickets for him. I think he even had uh, wild forward Nick Bukestad help him out with these tickets. And then Rick Bonus has a change of heart, scratches him. Yeah, that's shitty. Like- I mean... Your thoughts on that? Shitty. I mean, what is there to say? It's it's incredibly shitty. Like, what? I don't know what Rick Bonus is doing. Like, I, I, what did he do? Like, that's what I like. That's my question: is what did he do to deserve that kind of embarrassment? Right? Like, right. that's that's embarrassing. Uh, and that's not a good look. And with no, it's, Dallas... not a, it's not a good look. And I mean, I get like sometimes things come up or whatever, but like without any. And I understand, you know, what happens in the room stays in the room. But like, I don't know. I, I feel like I hope that whatever it was like he got, uh, you know, some sort of explanation as to why other than yeah, change of heart, right. you know, that's it's crappy, especially when you spend all like. Look at guys that play in the A, they don't make a whole ton of money, right? So when you come up and you actually get to make like, you know, some of the, like uh, most AHL contracts are like 10% of what you would make in the NHL. So when you look at it, like an entry level contract, that's like seven, you know, 750, you know, you're, you're making like 75 grand. Now 75 grand is still a decent chunk of money. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But when you, when you come up, you know, and you're flying people in to see your first game or whatever, family, you know, people are making, you know, arrangements. It just seems like such a shitty thing to do to somebody. Right. I mean, like Skylar saying, tough tea, if that's mm-hmm. how I'm supposed to say it, Kevin, thank you very much. Uh, found out one hour before the game because someone came off injured reserve for Dallas. Uh, bonus claimed he found out, found out late. Some players were returning, and that's why. You know, I would have found a way to make it work. You know. Oh, by the way, they lost to Minnesota seven to two. That game, <laughs> as well they should. Yeah, they they have won two in a row karma. since then. But yeah, that's karma there. Uh, you know, it's not like they're swapping fourth liners or anything. John, John, I didn't mention your your super chat earlier. So five dollars there, five dollars here. Uh, happy tricky day to Laurel, AJ, Jerk, Ian. Puck guy Felix, Eric, and the rest of the Sharks family gobble gobble. Uh, of course, yeah, you had, man. Happy Thursday. You, yeah, <laughs> damn it, you beat you. I was gonna say my <laughs> joke. Uh, yes. Yeah, so for all of us Americans, it's Thursday, but for Ian, it's just it's Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> happy Thursday. No, so take it. No, enjoy, enjoy your Thanksgiving, guys. No, uh, and I hope you had a nice one uh, a month ago and everything. But uh, but nice. you know, appreciate appreciate you know everything i mean that goes with everybody here uh you know we're very fortunate to do what we do uh have the support of everybody around us and 
and you know supported the sharks too uh you know in in some form so appreciate each and every one of you especially the 2520 subscribers we're on our way to 100,000 subscribers so you need to tell all your friends even if they don't like hockey they need to watch us uh hit that notification bell to uh let them know to watch us you know on the on the show so we appreciate each and every one of you here uh so john john thank you a bunch uh we will draw the winners uh very soon uh aj's got to get all the names and everybody on there we donated a total of 300 dollars to hockey fights cancer so uh awesome it'll be really uh great to have there uh grandzier uh next game is black friday Yes, next game is. Black. Were the stealth jerseys on Black Friday? They were the stealth jerseys on Black Friday. Here, I'll even give you a peek of what we do on 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 Black Friday. Here we go. Ready? Ready? Oh, there we go. So, yeah. So there you go. Little little stealth mode. So, uh, Ian, your final thoughts: where the people can find you and what you're thankful for. Uh, I am thankful that the Sharks won and, um, I, you know, my internet decided to finally work <laughs> after the people came in and fixed the, fixed the line. Um, cause I had, I had concerns. Um, no, look at, um, you can find me at Ian blogs hockey on Twitter. Uh, it's pretty much the only place I am these days. And even then like Twitter's annoying me lately because I feel like every time I refresh my feed, the same shit ends up on the top. It's really annoying me. I don't know if anyone else is having this issue, but that is my, my Twitter rant of the day. Um, Thankful for a Sharks win. Thankful for all of you who continue to come here and spend your time with us after the games, um, you know, uh, and cannot be, I mean, what, what's better than that? Not a whole lot. Um, you know, again, big game coming up uh, against Toronto on Friday. Um, they're going to have to have a much better game than this one, though. Yes. And look forward to a big game against Toronto. Very thankful for each and every you every one of you uh joining us we really appreciate it uh you know much love to family friends the girlfriend who puts up with me doing shows late at night when she wants me to say goodnight to her uh and i mean i'm sure she's asleep by now but you know but you know grateful for uh for everybody around here you know i i know i used to do tweet ups and everything and uh really literally mean teal together uh indeed uh, so our next game, you know, is against the Toronto Maple Leafs, which, which means one thing and one thing only. Where is my video for that? Ah, here it is. Uh, Steve, uh, what do you think about our show? Teal Town after dark. That sounds like hockey, but in underwear. All right. Thank you very much for that, Steve. Uh, so we'll be back with you following Sharks and Leafs. Uh, Landy and Al will be with you on that one. I will see you at the tank. So say hi uh, and everything. So until Friday night, have a great holiday. Have a great Thanksgiving. And until then, keep it real. Keep it teal. Keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone. We will see you on Friday.